go try like 10 of the same one and pick which one you like the best. Really? Browns. Yeah. They vary that much? Yeah. Well, because oh, they're all kind of well, handmade. And weight. Yeah. Weight's different because the wood's different, right? Yeah. this mm. what's that well it could mean stop mm -hmm. okay it could mean something else but <laughs> uh -huh. it's a different gesture <laughs> yeah but this is a hand oh yeah shocking yeah hand and hand i think is like an old term that came about from back in the, the suit makers days you know the custom suit maker mm. i think they measured things with their hand well, sure, yeah. why not? Uh, why not, right? That's before yeah. yardsticks existed. That's right. what a tool. Yeah. Mm. If you had the right size hand, I guess you could figure out anything. Even know. if you didn't, it's a little odd. Yeah. Mm. You go get against someone's back, you go, yeah, four and a half hands are good. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, back in the medieval days. But yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with this one? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hand. Well, hand also signifies a feel or a touch or how something feels to a person. Mm. And, uh, right? It has a certain handle. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about that in terms of design. Yeah, I prefer hand feel for a little bit more clarity. Mm -hmm. Hand feel. But um, that actually is something that we seem to spend a lot more time on than most. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important. And um, oddly enough, I think the vast majority of consumers feel it's important too, but especially in this day and age, it's infrequent where you actually touch the product before you buy it. It's becoming less common. Well, that's true. Yeah. The day and age of internet here where everyone's just ordering on a, on a photo, right. uh, you can't, there's no feel to it. Especially at lower prices, it's very uncommon. It goes for anything. I mean, you know, like a drumstick. Like I could picture that. You wouldn't want to buy a drumstick that gives you splinters, right? Well, <laughs> these kinds of things matter, right? A lot of times you're like, well, I'm going to be interfacing with it. So how does it feel to use? And from a picture, it's hard to judge oftentimes. And that's actually something that we tend to get a lot of positive feedback for on our products they tend to feel better than people expect right. which is sort of both pro and con because mm. you know the hope is that pictures and whatever advertising represents the product accurately i think that's proper marketing too though if you well it's better you know, side it, to I go mean, towards some companies are oversell and they then do. you yeah. get something that's like uh, oh yeah it's, it's disappointing like the front yeah. of the box is like enlarged to show texture or something so right it's a little yeah you look at the cheeseburger in the picture and you get it and you're like well that's not yeah right Oh, well, never right. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like smash. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I get it, but mm. also it does generate sales. So it depends on what you're going for. If you're just looking to sell, you would make the product look as good as it can. And who cares how it feels? Yeah. Right. But if you want to make a quality product, you care a great deal how it feels, well, how, how it is to use. Something like I don't play guitar, but you do. And like guitar strings, aren't they? They're, they're very, they must have various roughness because oh, you yeah. can get all kinds. Yep. Right. Yeah, the, the, I mean, so there's a feel there to that, where you know you're you're after a sound, but a feel too. Right? That's right. Well, it's almost more important to, for feel, yeah, because yeah. it's like how hard they are and how bendy they are, so they uh, you know slide better on the frets and everything. Keith actually just got a guitar today, and yeah. uh, there was a pun on the box that says "no strings attached," and I'm like, <laughs> he's like, hopefully that like literally means it doesn't come with strings because I'm just gonna cut them off and. Put, put my own strings uh -huh. on because it was a cheap They always guitar. come with shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, high-end guitars come with nice strings, but right. this is not that. Right. Well, they expect, so. they expect you're going to put on your right. favorite strings. But it did come with bad strings. Yeah. And right. they feel bad. Yeah. I'm like, this is bad. But that's difficult because you're, you're after a certain tone with the guitar. You're after a certain well, harmonic it. resonance. And the materials is made of set that up. Right. And, of course, it's got to be able to be stretched all the hell and not go ding. 
well there's more you know like guitars are a perfect example of hand feel because even between a model since the all the necks they feel different you know there a lot of them they are all handmade. look so similar right? yeah yeah right but yeah it just depends on how good of a job the guy did that day on sanding the neck right some yeah. feel better than others right so you could try the i mean you pretty much have to if you want to go buy a high end guitar Go try like ten of the same one and pick which one you like the best. Really? Process. Yeah. They vary that much. Yeah. Well, because oh, they're all kind of well, handmade. And weight. Yeah. Weight's different because the wood's different, right? Yeah. Right. So different pieces of wood weigh different things, yeah, so they right. all have different weight. So yeah, guitars are a perfect example of. You pretty much have to go feel them. Well, see, that's the thing with with handling in general is that it depends on the user too. Like it depends how you hold the guitar. If you hold it tight, well, loosely, yeah. how big are your hands? Right. References. How you're wrapping yeah. your hands around. I mean, you think right. about all the vari variables that I could see where. Certain guitars just won't work for certain people. That's right. You know, which would be, you know, which, I mean, we get that, you know. It, it's the same thing with headphones. It's no different. Yeah. Yep. You know, some headphones just, some people have head, head shapes very wildly. Mm -hmm. Some people have head shapes that just, they almost can't find anything they like. You know, yep. it's just very difficult. And when they do, they don't even yeah, give yeah. a shit about the sound at that point. It just fits. It works. It works. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. Well, there's actually a lot of things with headphones. And headphones tends to be one of those ones that hand feel can be really quite important but it's very hard for someone to tell you whether or not you're going to enjoy yeah, it subjectively well, yeah. because it really depends on how you want it to fit so something like diana for example the earpads fit a little different than most people are used to and that doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad but it's different so it can be good it can be bad depends on the person depends on your perception depends what you're used to right and that's sort of the trouble with these things there's a whole bunch of different aspects in the design that influence how it's going to feel. And it's one of those things where you almost have to make it to touch and feel. You can kind of guess ahead of time what it's going to feel like, but that's where 3D printing really comes to play. It's nice to be able to get something, a physical sample, because you can look at something on a computer screen all day. Yeah. But to physically print it, a lot of times it's different. Right. The dimensions are all the same. It looks the same, Just right? But actually shape. pick up a feel. Yeah. And the weight's yeah. usually off right. and things like that. Maybe you could weigh it and finish it and sand it and stuff like that to get it finished just right. But to be actually... To be able to interface and touch with the product, a lot of times it's really helpful to get the feel. Well, especially because right. you're wearing it. Like, right, you know, right. that's that's a different position. It's not like it's sitting on the coffee table or, you know. You're not just looking at yeah, it. You're not touching like a TV it. On the wall. It on it's not a painting on the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're never you're never really, there's, right, there's no interaction between your skin mm -hmm. and these things hanging around and sitting around a house. But with stuff that you wear, I mean, same with materials, like same well, yeah. with clothing. I mean, it's All huge. All kinds of stuff like that. They like, got some really nice materials now blankets for Blankets and everything. How many yeah. products have little circles that feel here? Yeah, like cut blankets are a great example. Who doesn't touch the blanket That's before right. they buy oh, it? Every time I'm yeah. going into like a yeah. whatever, a home goods or something, aw. Yeah. <laughs> you buy cool. it because of that. That's right. Yeah. Right? And if you just look at it in a photo, you might be like, eh. You yeah. can't tell. Right? It's no, there on the store, and you yeah. go, ooh, yeah. and you buy it. Man, the China key in on that the last couple of years, those blankets are freaking everywhere. You know, right. but they're cool and they're not, they're relatively inexpensive. 20, 30 bucks for something you could just, you know, toss well, you, in you a year. You have a lot of year, yeah. uh, things like weighted blankets now, cooling blankets, weighted cooling blankets. Oh, um, the newest thing I, I just saw last week heated weighted blankets. Heated weighted cooling blanket? <laughs> for us in the northern uh, climate. I guess, yeah. Right. But these things are designed to solve sensory issues because it's not a physical issue, really. It's designed to make you feel like the product does a certain task, it feels comfortable, on it's easy body. to use, whatever, right? It has mm -hmm. a nice surface to it or whatever. It's pleasant to use. And on a lot of consumer products, this is hypercritical. And you usually don't get strong attention to detail on low-cost consumer products because it's usually hard to achieve. Mm. Well, what they do is they just, what they do is they try to, you know, fluff it up to mask 
yeah. the actual real feel. Yeah. You know, massive, like on headphones, they put massive ear pads. Well, that accounts for a lot of stuff. I mean, it also probably increases clamp force, which is a typical complaint when you have massive ear pads, right? It's tight to your head because it, well, it's got to be. Yeah. you got to make up for that much distance that's really not doing anything, um, and it's still got to stay on your head, you know? Uh, same with the top headband, massive padding, which really, if you looked at it, it could be done yep. more more effectively. That's a fickle one. You know what I mean? So padding, I think, overwhelmingly what we've seen people's feedback on a padding is they expect padding to look a certain way, which is curious. Comfort is irrelevant for a lot of people. They kind of like feel comfort with their eyes first, mm. overwhelmingly. That looks no, that's comfortable. True. Yeah. It needs to look comfortable for a lot of people. It's like two versus solid state. Feel, but this is, this is <laughs> a reality. Honestly, for a huge percentage yeah. of people, it seems to be I a reality. It. If it doesn't look comfortable, it is not comfortable. You're done before you even put it on. It's all mental. Well, it yeah. happens all the time with 1266. People, before they get them, they're like, I don't know. It's always like and that. And then people are like, oh, always. you know, I figured it yeah. out. Yeah. If you've never worn the AB1266, yeah, people are going to We're kind of on one extreme yeah. on that one, well, though, right? Very, yeah. So, it, it obviously looks the part. Yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's medieval looking for sure. You know, but there's headphones that people say that. look comfortable, and then they're not. Yeah. Look, actually, after two hours, I have a hot spot. Or I have pain yeah. here. It's things like that. Yeah, and it could have this massive thick padding all around. But it looks comfortable. And it just doesn't right. feel good at all. Yeah, because overwhelmingly, thick padding is kind of sort of, it's a hack. Well, right? there's a there's a, phys, there's a there's physics involved. Yeah. You know, I mean, we looked at it with 1266, and a lot of companies now are using a hammock style. Yeah. Right. Separate you see stuff like that a lot more. You know, yeah. that, that allows for that allows the frame structure to be separated. A couple of people do you know? it great. Yeah. But there's a lot of companies that just don't prioritize it at all. They don't feel good. They don't look good. They're not comfortable to wear. And it's strange to see that in the industry. And it's sort of a combination of different strokes for different folks, I guess you would mm. say, because like everything in product design, if you're actually making it from the ground up, you can make anything. So that sort of means the product ends up being what compromises you decided to settle on. Because, of course, you could make the most perfect product ever for you, but to make the most perfect product for everyone is near impossible well, because people have different tastes. I got the perfect example of the tippy top. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Formula One. Like the seats are custom made for each driver, right? Uh -huh. But you could do that in that. Ta like tailored each for the one, driver. Everybody has their own Makes seat. Sense. So you can't get in anybody's car because the seat won't fit well, you. Well, your ass would hurt bad well, and you, if you, you can't, had forces you can't on your butt well, that's that the were thing, wrong. You can't slide around. That would make yeah. sense. But yeah. yeah, they're all custom. I mean, the G forces is a lot of force on your body. Yeah. You got to make sure it's going you to put the right that on parts. One spot, it's going to be a problem, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But at that level, yeah, you can custom make it per person. Yeah. But for most things, you can't. Do they do. customize their helmets too for their heads? Yeah. That would make sense because they got some serious helmets. What's well, the thing? Because um, they block their head in place the, in those well, cars, right? Apparently, yeah, no. But uh, they said um, they lose so much like sweat through the race that their helmets don't fit as well. They lose like so much water, you know? <laughs> Jeez. They you know? lose weight in their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Never thought of that. Yeah. There's We're, something you got to think about when you're engineering a helmet. <laughs> you got to think about everything yeah. all the time. Yeah. And sort of ties into our last video. Never thought the head shape would be a variable. <laughs> a lot of people don't get it, but it's incredibly difficult to engineer a spectacular product because you really have to consider every use case, every person that's going to use your product, and which means you need to predict who is going to use your product, how they're going to use it, how they're going to misuse it, what they sure. could do to damage it, what they could do to modify it, what they might potentially do to it, how they might treat it, what failures might occur, how can you mitigate them in advance? What do people expect it to feel and look like? It's called experience. Mm. Right. We've been doing it long enough where we pretty much got it down, but yeah, you compare you compare a product like this, which to the outside for most people looks similar to the first Diana we did. Yeah, I don't know how long ago, six years ago. Product on there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but 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 when you pick it up 
feel it, put it on, completely different handle. Well, yeah. Than right. Than the than the original. That's true. Radically Compl- different. All yeah. around everything. Yeah, I picked Nothing up an old one, same. and I I'm, I pick these up all the time, and I'm like instantly could tell I'm like oh. Yeah. This is the same headphone? You can tell how old it is from what yeah. it looks like, yeah. Right. Just, so, but just the feel of it. Yeah. Right. And so there's just years of refinement gone in where we, you know, we got it down to a science. But and, you know, that, that goes for all products. It out took there, really. a while. Yeah, everybody know? pretty much does that. You know? Well, you hope. Right. Some people actually don't. Right. But it takes time. It just takes it time. Does, I mean, yeah. you're not, you know, not going to get everything right the first time out the gate. It's not going to happen. Which could kind of explain why impossible. Apple's first over-ear headphone you know, hmm. looks the way it does and feels the way it does. And, you know, we, we did a video on that, which was pretty popular. You know, yep. or what do they call it? AirPods Max. AirPods Max, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you could see where they said, you know what? This is good. It looks different than anything else. It's good. Let's mm-hmm. put it out there. We'll sell a shit ton of it, and we'll get a ton of feedback. And then we'll figure out what the next step is when, it, when and if that occurs. And you can yep. see the thought process and just leaving it, rather than going overboard, mm-hmm. right? And then skipping over things that you might have missed because you said, ah, I already yep. figured it out. No, you got to really put it out there and then... See how it works. I'm sure they learned some things. Yeah, we'll absolutely. see what the second generation yeah, looks absolutely. like. Absolutely, yeah, and that'll that'll be the telltale signs of yeah. what changed. You know, that always is the sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tells you how compliant is engineering to actually make adjustments. How set are they on the design? If they come out with a second generation or different revision, or what do they change? Why yep. do they change it? Yep. That's always the stuff I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Always the tiny little minuscule tweaks you can't see, but they're there. And it's right. almost every product is like that. You pick it up and it's like, this feels different than it used to because they change these minor little things to accommodate for issues. And there's a few headphones that come to mind that have examples of this. Mm. Yeah, it's like tweaks. It's you see a lot of that. Like it looks physically the same, right? Yeah. And you go to use it and you're like, actually, this is totally different than what it used to be. It feels different. It, it functions different. It's always Apple. I don't know. But the, you, you would, the iPhone 13 to 14 is a good example. Because they look the same on the outside, yep. but they're completely redesigned on the inside, and that helped out a lot. Because I, I had a 13 Pro Max and a, now a 14 Pro Max, and uh, my 13 would overheat all the time. All the, the screen time. would dim. 14 doesn't <laughs> anymore, and yeah. it's and it's the same brightness and everything. Yeah, I had so. the same issue, always throttling. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't see the screen a lot yeah. of times because it would just be throttled, and you could just be so dim. Yep. But they fixed it on the 14. Minor change, because it's the same weight, same, I think, thickness and everything. But the internal changes... I don't know. It's really heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Fixed it. Yeah. But they actually have been doing that for some time now. And I guess that's sort of a good example because for the longest time, people were fighting to make a thinner and lighter phone. And I think the primary issue, because it seemed like a good marketing tactic and it seemed like it was an interesting technical challenge because it was difficult then. Now it's trivial to make a thin phone because it's been done so many times. The technology's improved quite so significantly. So... I think the focus isn't on making thin anymore because it isn't technically interesting, which is kind of funny because the consumer sort of doesn't really care about that. Yeah, they went the other way. Yeah. Now they're making them way heavier and thicker mm-hmm. because what works better. You can put mm-hmm. a bigger battery and you can put bigger camera sensors in. The bumps for the cameras are so big now, but well, the cameras work better and people care about that. There's a lot of things in the world that are like that where you take something to an extreme in terms yep. of engineering. And, and they're get, like, oh, let's go back. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's yeah. like, well, you know what? People yeah. kind of want a little more weight. They want it a little bigger. They, they don't really this. care. Like yeah. it's big wheels and stuff like that on cars. That's an issue. A lot of manufacturers have been putting 22s on everything and stuff like that from the factory. Mm-hmm. Trouble is, especially up north where you get a lot of uh, freeze-thaw cycles and you get snow and ice and stuff like that, the roads go to hell over the winter yeah, and there's craters like everywhere that. and it 
cracks and bends wheels, and it's very expensive. Yeah, you're physically going to have them. another set of wheels for the winter. Plus, yeah. the, they, they don't ride as well. They're more expensive. Right, it's loud. Yeah. And <laughs> right. Breaks and all the time. I think they figured out, though. Like, I, I noticed, at least in the past, some of the opera run manufacturers, at least, they tend to have different... They they actually supply different rims and tires, depending on whether you're in a southern climate or a northern. Yeah. Like, the southern cars will just come with summers on it. Yeah, right. But the, the northerns are all be all season. So they, they figured out the tire situation, but I agree with the rims. Yeah. It's all over the place. Well, Tesla's still doing that. Yeah. If you get the best model it comes with bigger wheels and bigger brakes and you used to be able to take that off because i don't want the bigger brakes because then the trouble is now you got to get 19 inch uh winter wheels yeah, right well i don't want to have to do that because now yeah. i need to get it more expensive can't tires everything. and wheels yeah why well, i just i don't need bigger brakes on the street so it's fine it doesn't put, make a difference in braking i it's put 20s on that's my range where i like it hmm. yeah with 35 inch tires yeah, yeah well, that's different. <laughs> it's less <laughs> practical yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> the tires are less available and they cost considerably more. Yeah. And they're not better. Well, it actually delayed him getting his car for months because how uncommon people don't want the smaller rims on yeah. that vehicle. So, yeah, they tried to push me into the bigger wheels. I'm like, well, I don't want to want them, though. That's why I ordered this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but it's free. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't want it. So to yeah. me, to me, to me, I would just take that as a compromise. I want the bigger no. brakes. Mm. I'll figure out the tires. <laughs> you know, well, it depends on the vehicle. This vehicle mm. in particular is not, um, in terms of braking distance, it's not limited by the brakes for the first stop at normal speeds. It's limited by the traction available. Mm. So the bigger brakes don't improve stopping distance. Yeah, they see. increase cost of operation. They'll lock up either way. <laughs> right. The tires are going to slide either way. So what does right. it matter? Right. Yeah, it matters. Big consideration. Mm. Some people put a little bit more emphasis in than others. But the reality is it tends to be expensive to get really good feel on products. Go back to, like, the early days when you were first in school, maybe kindergarten or first grade. Mm-hmm. Remember we used to have finger painting? Mm-hmm. And they'd bring uh-huh. out all those different colors, and the stuff was, like, smooth and slippery, yeah. and you'd yeah. just slime it all over the place. And a oh, mess. It's got to be the most yeah, messy as hell, but the most fun <laughs> thing. That's, the, that's, your, that's mm. your first real lessons other than falling face down on a floor. Concrete. That's a sensory experience. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. where yes. you're like, oh, that's neat. You well, know, and it's got a certain temperature to it. Like maybe it's in a cubby or a back room where it's colder uh-huh. than your, you know, like, oh. Well, oh, yeah, Stuff like paint, that. Or like, yes. that, that sets up memories, like, from, you know, you just never forget. And I, I get mm-hmm. that people. Oh, just like a chalkboard, that just rough. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. yeah. Some people are more immune to that than yeah. others, you know. I know. There was one kid in class didn't infect him at all. But yeah. I was like, great. oh, my yeah. God. And teachers, too. They'd be, like, doing that. Yeah, like, yeah. It didn't even bother them. Like, yeah. just to f- just the kids. used to it. Right. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, talk about Ugh. extremes. Yeah. So but these, are, these are lessons we learned. It's just, you know, oh. it's funny, but listening, even though you're not touching anything, listening to music has the same sort of experiences where the brain, right, is, is the ultimate subjective it's, it's offering you the response to what whatever the stimuli is picking yeah. up uh-huh. whether it's touch feel i'm not touch feel touch hearing sight mm-hmm. you know smell um all the senses right so it's kind of all the same it really is when you think about it this whole thing about hand it, it's not even just strictly about sensory it's not about the touch that's the important thing and like, it's like about you everything. said it's about what you remember what your brain what your habits are what you what you're accustomed to mm. and when you first see something you go oh that's gonna suck without even touching it you don't have no idea it might not but you know, oh, you know what speaking of like finger pain and stuff yeah construction paper uh 
never liked it. It's like rough, yeah. real gritty. Yeah, yeah. kind of absorbs the moisture off yeah, your fingers. Mm. Yeah, where everything gets dry when you start playing with it. Yeah. That, that's the thing. You never use it again after like first grade. Scissors or whatever, through you know? construction what, paper. I, you don't. I don't even know where they sell. That real it. sandy texture. <laughs> you know, I've never seen it for. I don't know. It's an easy way to make things. You know, yeah. flat. that's actually a thing though. We talked about those expensive scissors before, like mm. seventy dollars scissors or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Running those through thick paper, Ooh. so silky, and yeah. it, it's shocking how much of a difference it makes. But it's like this, like is, a, this is a joy to use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got like six pairs of scissors that I use for every one for one task yeah they're all different because yeah, we got all different materials you work yeah, with right yeah. got to cut stainless with one but so. <laughs> curiously in a lot of these situations it massively impacts your precision yeah just because it's such a buttery smooth thing you don't get the feel from like the grit as it that's running through you don't get like the the rough texture from the blades interacting mm -hmm. as you're slicing so you get way more precision out of your cuts you could start and stop more precisely because you could see what's happening better. You could feel it better. And it, there's a lot of relationships like this, especially in audio. Remember that episode of uh, the Star Trek Next Generation where they found Scotty stuck in a ship in a yeah, loop? It's called uh, Relics. Yeah, Relics, yeah. And he's like, and he was in the, he was in the thing. He was in the... Transporter? Uh, yeah, right. And he's like, well, no, he was, he was reminiscing. He says, you oh, know, yeah. he was talking to Jordy. I think, you right. know... Back in the day, I used to be able to tell how fast we were going by the feel of the deck plates of yeah, the ship, yeah, right? Yeah. But on your ship, I don't feel anything. I just feel in the way. I just feel in the way, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> he used to be, know how fast the ship was going just by standing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it. back in the uh -huh. 60s, you know? things had a little more yeah, shape. Yeah, by the vibrational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's so the, yeah, yeah. the new ship was Enterprise so smooth. Enterprise D was silk. Yeah, yeah, that he had no idea whether he was even moving or not. Mm -hmm. you know, so there, no, I get there, that. There is a thing to, to this whole hand and yeah. feel that actually can be... Uh, you know, a good thing. Sometimes you want a little feedback. Mm. Right, right. You don't want it to disappear totally mm -hmm. because it sets up that other things. That is true because we got some new scissors, some Shun. The, they were the highest end ones. They're like $70 or whatever. And it was so smooth, I almost cut through aluminum with them because <laughs> they would too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I liked them so much. They they made, they make a kitchen shear version. I had the lower end that one. Sharp I bought them because I liked them so much. Yeah. Yeah, for that's, home. That's pretty sharp, man. They're nice. See, that shit scares me. I, I like doll knives myself. No, 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 no. Just enough to cut turkey smooth. I'm good. No. no. Beyond that, someone else can carve it. <laughs> yep. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thumbs us up if you like it. And subscribe. Hit subscribe. Find a way to hit subscribe on our Abyss channel. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Take care.